Sud voz oljuk a poros pohoban egi rezeg Harry Potter podcastban. Hannah Vagyok and Pedic Charlie Vagyok as cat cat has visren exral gorgeous vaskia Kedven Gayak Gori Conyvonket Al Koholinel S Zinzizi Musal. Do you think this could come across as racist? My episode ban a Harry Potter as a Felver Herseg fifteen. Fesche. Oh, I didn't translate. I was going to say, there is no way that 15 translates to 15. It's because I put it in as a number. Shall I redo it? No, it's fine. (laughs) Sorry. Feje zetet olvasuk. Zvozval vegial egi poha kedvenk alkoholos italod broad. Kazat gal koz. Hosank is in a resec. We say Milikas You just say son. Hello, it's Proof Listening Charlie here. So we had the genius idea after recording this that we should actually get someone Hungarian to record what it would actually sound like. So what you're about to hear is the wonderful Dorker. Sorry, that was Neil WhatsApping me. Is the wonderful Dorka, who is Hungarian and has provided one of the alcohols of this episode, telling us how the start of our intro actually should have been said. Without further ado, I will hand you over to Dorka. Sziasztok, ez itt a Boros Bohár, egy Harry Potter podcast. Az én nevem Hanna, az én nevem Charlie. Mi két huszonévesek vagyunk, akik újra olvassák a szeretett gyerekkori könyvüket, ezúttal alkohol és cinizmus társaságában. I don't know about you, but I think that's that. That's what we did. That's exactly spot on. We were completely correct. That sounded ex- exactly the same. I promise we... This is not us taking the piss. This is us trying our, our hardest. It's done. It's over. I hope you're happy. Um... Hi, everyone. Hi. I hope you enjoyed our Hungarian. It was Hungarian. Who guessed? I mean, I'm sure they could all guess by our flawless Hungarian. That was really good Hungarian. It was I perfect. Think. I know some Hungarian people uh-huh. and I think that will make them not want to know me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're going to be like, well, you might as well move here. You can already speak the language You're done. You've done it amazingly. Yes. Um, yes. If I remember, I will put the actual... Uh, like words in the description so people can look at how look at the no offense hungarians gibberish that we just had to read to give us some credit i know from um a friend of mine who is trying to learn hungarian that it is one of the most difficult languages on the planet because it is an orphan language i.e it does not relate it hasn't got roots in any other language on the planet. Who the fuck do you know that's learning Hungarian? Bonnie, because her husband is Hungarian. Anyway, welcome to this Hungarian-themed episode for things that will become apparent when we talk about the alcohol. Woo! But first, how are you? Oh, not good. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's weirdly topical to this episode. So, 
Trigger. Oh, it is weirdly topical yeah. to this episode. Trigger warning. There's probably going to be a lot of trigger warnings, to be honest, in this episode. So when we... hasn't there been in this book? Mm. Can you think of a single episode we've released for this book that we haven't had to trigger warning? Yeah. Thanks, JK. Thanks, JK. But yeah, we'll put a list of content warnings and rough timestamps in the description as we usually do. But yeah, I got spiked. <laughs> That was I'm not fun. laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because this was weeks ago when we've been through it's, it all. It's, and, you know, yeah, the podcast is weeks in the future. It's yeah. bad. Um, that wasn't, you know what? Wouldn't recommend. Not top of your list. Wasn't fun. Like, no. not only from, like, the actual experience. Like, very, very luckily, I, ha- I was with my friend's boyfriend at the time and he took care of me and nothing happened. Out, you know aside from me being spiked but he took care of me i was then like physically sick for three days afterwards yeah yeah. emotionally not good because i was so physically sick as well i wasn't taking my antidepressants not good so then that just you know exacerbated the uh mental impact so all all around not not a tippity top experience no and like you know zero out of ten would recommend and because i'd gone on antidepressants i was like actually doing a lot better and then like the entire thing threw me off i'm doing a little bit better now but i'm like you know what men are scum yeah they are yeah like why would you do that yeah because I don't know. Because also at this point... And when point, I say men and scum before anyone is like, women do it too. I know, but it was a man that spiked me. So I'm, I'm talking about that man. But at this point, most women I know have been spiked at this mm-hmm. point. So it's not all men, but it is all women. So yeah. Exactly. Not thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, not the most fun. No. How are you? I'm middle low. I just... I just don't think... You know how, like, Q4 in business is busy? But mm-hmm. then also Q4 in personal life is busy? Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's a healthy mix. No. Like, I don't think you should be working as hard at the point where life is so busy. And then I also got the flu and thought I was going to die. So Funny. it was just, like, not... It's just a, it's just a lot at it's the moment. Lot. I did mm-hmm. greet you with "I want to die" when at you and I answered the door, but I've perked up with this beer, so mm-hmm. it's all fine. That's good. Alcohol solves everything. Yeah, it's great. Aside you know, from being spiked, job stuff. Will no, I won't know by the time this episode. I might know by the time this episode is released. Job stuff is undetermined. I found out I got a new job, literally two hours before you're listening to this whilst I'm editing. Yay. It kind of relates to podcasting, somewhat, a little bit. It's exciting. So yay! So we've been great. Yeah, I'm. And right at this moment, I'm quite cold. Can I have a jumper, please? Well, you did wear something sleeveless to my house, but because I wore a massive coat. We also have like so much podcast recording this week. It's laughable. Like we've been like, yeah, you know, we need to take some time off because of previously stated reasons and then we're going to organize three podcast recordings that contain one two three four five five episodes of our own two episodes of other people i've got a double v going on yeah sorry within the space of eight days yeah which i think is healthy and good I know, right? No. But also, I didn't say the thing, and I was going to say the thing. It feels like ages since we've recorded. It literally is. Like, it has been a month. Over a month. Wild. Madness. 
Do you think people expect us to be more cheerful? <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, okay, I said this to you yesterday, but it, it, it's relevant for today as well. It's a prison of Azkaban kind of day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been raining solidly for four days in England. But then it's just been very, like, grey and atmospheric as well. And it just it just feels like Prison of Azkaban. It does. It does. Which is, like, cool, cosy vibes until you have to go oh. outside and then you're oh, wet. Yeah. I mean, at least you didn't... Well, not for this, but I had to travel to Hannah's. I had to go walk to... for half an hour in the rain. I had to go to Bethnal Green yesterday. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's raining. Life is fine. This episode is Hungarian themed. Yay! Why is it Hungarian themed, you ask? That's a very good question. No. We can, we should say the thing. We say because the thing. we've not said the thing because I'm pretty sure the thing hasn't been a thing since we last recorded. Hannah, what's your drink of choice? You know, from that TikTok oh, audio. Oh, yeah, that's so outdated by the time this episode comes out. I know, it's already outdated, but we just haven't said it, and I feel like we, we should say it. Anyway, Hannah, what's your drink of choice? Unicum. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drink some cum. We're going to drink some cum. So, me and Neil went to Hungary. That really disturbing when it's like, we're going to drink some cum, and then you're like, so me and Neil. Yeah, me and Neil. <laughs> we went to Hungary. We were in Budapest. We did hungarian things we ate we drank a lot of beer and we also drank the national drink called unicum so obviously had to bring some back for the podcast arrived back within a day of arriving back we receive a message a patreon is giving us a homemade alcohol now you might be saying hang on charlie Charlie, who just got spiked i think the most unwise thing you could do right now is drink what is described as Made by a Patreon's family. But we're going to do it. We've been handed a plain bottle, like a clear bottle. It's literally... That has travelled from Hungary to the UK through the hands of different Patreons. Yes. So, to read, so this is from our lovely Dorka. Yeah, by the way, Dorka's great and probably isn't spiking us. <laughs> We famous last words. <laughs> Who says, it's a Hungarian national drink, basically like vodka, vodka in Russia. You... you Sorry, I can't, I can't talk. You're too excited. You're throbbing, you so you're foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you were offered it as medicine. People drink it before Sunday lunch sometimes, at least my granddad. <laughs> and it's a must-have in weddings. In Hungary, it's legal to cook cook palinka. I love cook palinka. Because it's considered a national treasure or something similar. But I think this one is actually from Romania. Shit. <laughs> My granddad gifted it to my boyfriend. He keeps giving him palinka, but my boyfriend actually doesn't drink it and doesn't like it so well, I thought of you. Aww. <laughs> anyway, that's so sweet. That is very sweet. A, a, an unsealed bottle has travelled multiple European countries to make its way yeah. to us. Because, like, so Dorka gave it to Nikita, who gave it to us as well. So but it's, also... It's, D- Dorka's granddad gave it to Dorka's boyfriend who gave it to Dorka who gave it to Nikita who gave it yeah. to us this is the world's longest con to kill us and yet we're willingly going to do that but before that I'm we're too gonna... socially awkward not to that's the thing I'm also intrigued and don't care um, <laughs> before that we're <laughs> going to drink I die win win before that we're going to drink the unicum because I truly believe this palinka cannot be worse than the unicum because the unicum is one of the worst things I've ever tasted and we have tasted some god-awful shit this, on this podcast. This is the thing. This has been so hyped up to me. Neil and has asked me to film Charlie during After, this. like, the Orzo, the uh, 
absinthe. Pasta. No, the ouzo. <laughs> yeah, after that delicious pasta. No, after the ouzo, the absinthe, the corn wine, the chartreuse, was it, that was disgusting? After the congealed drinks we did not too long ago, I'm like terrified of this because it's been hyped up to me as like the worst thing ever and I'm like it cannot possibly be worse than char- chartreuse Let me just or corn wine. We saw this on every menu everywhere when we were in Hungary. So we went to like quite a traditional Hungarian restaurant on one of our first nights and like the drinks page literally this was the top spirit and everyone around us was getting it and everyone in the restaurant was Hungarian so we were like well we have to get it obviously we say to the waitress can we have just like a single each and she was like no 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 double double you need a double and neil being neil was like yeah all right then fucking neil now it's not actually a shotting liquid it's meant to be a sipping liquid when what are we doing are we sipping or are we shotting we're gonna sip it to start with and then you can make a decision okay can i sniff it (laughs) i wouldn't i will say i like the bottle yep and i've put it in our budapest shot glass for you Mm. That smells like grass and like flowers that have been mixed up and gone rancid. Okay, so sip. Cheers. Oh God, she likes it. I think I do. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm I not, it's not actually as bad as I remember, but oh, I don't like it at all. Like, I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't be like, that's my drink choice. It's the aftertaste. Can you not taste that as you're now swallowing your saliva? It's still there. Yeah, the aftertaste isn't pleasant, but the actual, like, it's definitely not as bad as chartreuse or corn wine. So Neil ended up having a load of them because Neil's weird. Mm. And he brushed his teeth, woke up the next morning and was like, I can still taste it. It's kind of almost minty. Yeah. It's not. I don't like it, but we'll sip it and I then we'll switch to palinka. I wouldn't say I like it, but I'm not like this is the worst thing ever. Okay. Like I will probably actually be able to, maybe it will get worse as I continue to drink it. Yeah, I did have to drink a double shot in a restaurant with a waitress watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I it's think the podcast has also ruined us for like what is good oh, and bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. But <sighs> see, I can at least be like, I get why people drink that. Okay. Like it's... It's not nice. And it definitely, yeah, takes a few seconds to hit you. But it's not... It's not the worst like, thing. Like, the chartreuse and the corn wine, I actually wanted to die. Okay, we have some shout-outs, some new patrons to welcome to the Patreon. We do. So, a Sully Hill side thank you to Sari, who has upgraded their pledge. A... What begins with X? Xylophone. Xylophone size thank you to... I'm going to butcher this, uh, because it very much depends, I think, where yeah, this you... name is from. Yeah. Um, I do know this was the name of one of my teachers in school, and I think it was pronounced something like she, she but oh. please uh, correct me. Basically, it's it's the name... I'll spell it. It's X-I-A. Um, I'm not sure where you're from, and even if I did, probably couldn't pronounce it. But uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do correct us. <laughs> a zealous size thank you to Zach, who is a new producer-level patron. Hannah always does this. She purposely, she's the one that types these out and she does it in a way that I get all the hard ones. The order they come in in. You You can check the back end of Patreon. Every single time. You can check the back end of Patreon. Every single time. Um, An internet explorer side thank you to Ingvild. Again, if that's incorrect pronunciation, please let me know. I like to think, I'm I'm just going to kid myself at this point, that people purposely submit hard names that aren't actually their names. (laughs) Because, you know, it's not like people with actually, like, diverse names from different nationalities 
exist. No, everyone is called Hannah, Charlie, Louise, Lucy, or Jane. Yeah. That's it. And men don't exist. No. And if they do, they're called James, Jay, or Jake, and or they George. will break your heart. <laughs> yeah. And an anonymous size thank you to Anon. That's a cop out. I know. From me or from them? From you. Oh, well. It's fine. You've done it now. We also have a lovely review to read. This review is titled, I love these tipsy British bitches. Ah. I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> they are the... <laughs> They are the living cutest. I've been listening for over a year and it's the highlight of my post-COVID existence, Aww. in brackets. And I got engaged last year. Lol, sorry, babe. <laughs> Hannah and Charlie are so witty and insightful. They remind me of why I fell in love with the HP community as a child. They're compassionate, silly, smart and relatable. I love being complimented. Yeah, I know, same. I came for the deep dives into British geography and the train schedules and the train schedules and stayed for the Discord pandemonium. Pandemonium. What? I can't talk today. Pandemonium. I can't recommend this podcast, its chaotic hosts, or its wonderful community enough. Do you think... That's from KTJ225. Do you think we are the ones that have branded ourselves as chaotic or other people have just given us that brand at this stage? I don't know, because we do call ourselves chaotic. I know, but I don't know who started it. But at LeakyCon, we were going around saying, like, (laughs) we're the chaotic ones. Yeah, but then we... We did go to Albania as a joke. We did do that. Yeah, so I guess that does make us the chaotic ones of the group. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I forgot to do a life update thing before we jumped into all of that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to drink more. Come. It does burn. It does. I'm moving out Ooh. of London. Boo. Boo. Boo, you whore. I know, right? Only temporarily. Fuck knows for how long. But um, yeah, I'm moving. They sold the flat that I live in. Um, so I decided to move back in with my parents. Very temporary. Hopefully very temporarily. Yeah, but they've got multiple cats, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be four cats. <laughs> there's going to be Todd. There's going to be their new cat, Freddy. And they're two old ones, Boo and Buffy. So, you know, it's going to be uh, cat paradise. And, you know, it's for the winter, so I'll save on bills. And I would have been there over Christmas anyway. And I'm also going to be forcing Hannah and Neil and a couple of my other friends to put me up, like, every other weekend. So enjoy that. No, you can't come. It's it's, a, it's not up to you. Neil's already invited me. But, yeah, it shouldn't really affect the podcast in any way. There might be a couple of episodes down the line that we have to record remotely, but you guys are very used to that anyway. And it's unlikely that we'll need to do that. Yeah, Like, it's... My parents live, like, an hour and ten minutes from London. Yeah. Admittedly, like, longer to hear, but... But we're normally much better at batch recording on the other side of Christmas. It's this time of year where our scheduling turns into some sort of like nightmare. And yeah. we're getting we're getting all of all the way up to January third done this week. Yeah. <laughs> See I I'm what I'm foreseeing is we'll probably have to do like a little January break. Yeah. For like a couple of weeks. But, but that's fine. We'll uh, we'll address that closer at the time. But yeah, I'm I'm temporarily going to be not a Londoner for the first time in like Gross. almost a decade. Gross. No, really weird. And that's it for life updates and top yeah. of the episode stuff. I will say, you know what that drink's good for? Cost living crisis. Really warming. Really warming. Genuinely, yeah. if you get too cold, I'd just like do a little shot of that. First, you've got to buy the unicorn. But if you buy this in Budapest, 
It's no. very cheap. I meant you specifically. Oh, me specifically. You specifically. Okay, I will. That was a you, you, not a... What's the phrase for the... Collective. Anyway, it's Christmas time in this chapter, which is great because it's nearly Christmas time now and it felt very seasonally appropriate. Yeah, all of my TikToks are just like Christmassy stuff and they have been like since Halloween, which is too early, I'm sorry. It is. I don't mind getting a bit excited, but I'm not watching films yet and I'm not listening to music yet. No, my thing is, because like I'm not one of those people that's like a Grinch for the sake of being a Grinch. Mm. My thing is, if I start feeling Christmassy, listening to Christmas music, watching Christmas films too early it dilutes it for me. Exactly. And it's hard enough as an adult. I don't know why I'm being really gestury and, you know, putting on a little dance for you, you know, on this audio medium. But it's hard enough as an adult to get excited about Christmas. Yes. Which sucks. It does. To feel the thing now takes so much effort, whereas I used to, like, I used to be filled with the thing. Like, the thing was pouring out of me in droves. Could you phrase that? any other no, way no that was the way i wanted to phrase it that was what i uh, aimed for. anyway i'm gonna drink more of this cum yeah you drink that the apparently cum. is pouring out what's weird though is those like those 20 second bursts of the christmasy feeling that you get sometimes and it's like a little candle like flickering yeah. and going you're like come on it's when you, you go <laughs> it's when you walk outside and like for the first time it smells like christmas yeah. like it smells like winter like oh I love it. But but yeah, anyway, it's really hard as an adult. And I find that it kind of dilutes the feeling if you start too early. I feel like over the years, you then don't associate Christmas music and Christmas films with that feeling of Christmasiness. Yeah, and it's like saving up the excitement. Like, there's a load of Christmas films I want to watch. And if I wait till December, it's building the excitement. Yes. But I will say, I always do that. And then I wait until December. And then I have all the December social plans. And I end up not being able to watch all the Christmas films on yep. my list because I run out of time. Exactly the same. Yep. Yeah. And I also, like, I then just won't watch all the really good Christmas films. Oh, no, I'll just watch the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, didn't watch the good ones. I will say... All I'm, I'm excited for is that new Lindsay Lohan one! <laughs> yes, I'm also desperate to watch The Holiday because it's the best one. Well, yep. not the best, but it might it be is the best the one. Best. I've, not, I've not ranked it. I can't officially declare it the best until I've made a list. But yeah, it's Christmas time at Hogwarts, which honestly sounds like the best shit ever. Like, she does a whole three paragraphs describing how the castle is being decorated. And I'm like, you know that TikTok audio of like, I want to go there. That's Mm -hmm. just me. Harry is so hot that girls are blocking corridors in an effort to kiss him. Harry is not that hot, JK. You are wrong. You have spent five books saying that Harry is not hot. Mm -hmm. You cannot turn around and tell me that Harry is now hot because he's not in my head. Stop it. You're wrong. And he's just... He's Harry. just famous. That's what's going on. Well, exactly. I know. He's just famous. Yeah, but also like, and this is this is a contradiction. Harry Potter and the films, not hot. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Hot. So hot. You need to watch Weird Al. I know he's Weird Al in it, so that shouldn't be hot. But he got really ripped for it, which mm. is so funny. <laughs> so funny. Uh, and yeah, I just love... Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I can see doing this with Daniel. But yeah, he literally needs secret corridors because girls are blocking it. And also it's like, okay, A, banter from the Hogwarts professors to decorate corridors with mistletoe. That's funny. B, why would he, even if you're gathering under the mistletoe, stop to kiss you? Like, Harry is not some sort of ladies' man. Harry gets scared Mm -hmm. when, like, a girl he likes looks at him. He's not going to stop in the corridors and kiss you. Yeah. 
literally. I hate um, this book for trying to convince me that Harry is a sex icon. Yeah. Me and Neil had this conversation the other day when we watched Weird Al. Do you agree that Daniel Radcliffe had a second puberty? Yes. Because he looks so different now yes he did yes. than he even looked in the last Harry Potter film yes even like a year after they stopped filming he suddenly just had a different face and I can't describe it but I look it's at Daniel beard. Radcliffe that and I'm beard like makes a big difference yeah he just looks so different yeah it really was like a second puberty oh bless him bless him Harry is already sick to the high teeth of lavender <laughs> mm-hmm. because she wants to be kissing Ron all the time all the time she Ooh. wants to be kissing Ron no, but do you remember the thing is that's so accurate of first relationships in school when people would not get off each other. Like, do you remember like lunch breaks where there would be a couple just like making out the whole time, sitting in each other's lap, and they just wouldn't get off each other? Guilty. <laughs> but <laughs> No, okay, to be fair, like it Go on, go on, talk yourself out of this one. <laughs> no, like, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this that doesn't sound as horrifying as it sounds, but it was, like, forced upon me. Yeah. Like, I just had one boyfriend that I wasn't even... <laughs> the entire relationship was not consensual. He just started telling people we were going out. Nice. And then he literally just used to corner me and just... But he couldn't even kiss. Oh, no. He would just kind of repeatedly peck at me. Lovely. Like, literally, like, like he was going, like, Oh, like a like, hamster. Yeah. Um, and he just used to like press me against the wall and do that. And I'd just be stood there just like receiving it. Yeah. That man did not understand consent. Yeah. No. I just remember like our friendship group had this one particular couple in. And we would like all sit in a classroom at lunchtime. You know, it's raining. You sit in an empty classroom. So like 20 of us in this classroom. And there'd just be this. We'd all be having a conversation, eating our food, doing whatever you do at lunchtime. And on one chair, there'd just be this couple who for the entire hour would have their faces locked. So it is relatable, but that is just Ron and Lavender in this situation. And I hate it. Oh my God. So I had a drink the other day with like a girl that I'd never met before. And it was like a um, like work thing, basically. So it was essentially like a after work work meeting in a like pub. Mm. And she was like talking to me about stuff and she was getting really really emotional and was like almost crying and telling me about some like really horrific stuff and then this couple that was directly in my eyeliner but eyeliner but not in her eyeliner oh no fully one of them got up walked to the other side of the table and they just started like going at it and i was just like don't look at them. Don't look at don't them. Look don't at look at them. them. Don't well, look but it's at like them. a car crash. You can't look like, away. Yeah, and like, pay attention, pay attention. She's almost crying. Pay attention. You've never met her before. Don't look like you're disinterested looking. So It was horrendous. And like, I kept wanting to be like, I'm so sorry. I, I am listening. But but there was no break in what she was saying no. that I could explain myself. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I love social interactions. Yeah, social interactions are hard. Harry's finding it hard because... He hates, he just hates Lavender for this. He's like, my friend keeps kissing a girl. Nah. And it's also just gross. Like, it's Ron. Like, <laughs> Ron and Hermione obviously aren't speaking. Ron is belligerently saying that Hermione snogged crumbs so she can't complain. 
he does know this was in fourth year, right? And that, like, she is not, she is not going to be like a kissing virgin for him. Like, um, yeah, she should have got the time turner in this year just to go back in time and tell herself not to kiss Crumb because it was preemptively cheating on Ron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you can only kiss one person. Yeah. Ever. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, just once a girl kisses someone, her mouth just gets really big (laughs) and it never goes back to the same size. And the more people that a girl kisses, just the bigger her mouth gets until like just 50% of your head is just entirely like gaping mouth. Now you're saying all this on <laughs> the stupid shit about uh, vaginas, but do you not remember the thing that boys told us in school that the saliva of anyone you kiss stays in your mouth for 30 days? Uh, because then it was like, how many I mean, boys saliva do you have in your mouth right now? That makes you a slut. Do you, did you also have that like, oh, what do they call them? Like, not like an old wives tale, but like a... a urban myth yeah about the girl in a science lesson getting like a swab done and they put it under a microscope and there was sperm <laughs> no it was like i swear every school had this like rumor where it was like someone in there it was you know like oh a girl from like two years ago yeah they did this like science thing and they swabbed out her cheek oh, or her mouth or my something God. and like put it under and things were like crawling about and it was sperm yeah because sperm crawl <laughs> they are, they're like little centipedes actually <laughs> that's my sperm noise for you thank you um yeah no that's that's not like that's just evidence that men don't brush their teeth mm, um yeah he is also Ron is also insisting that Hermione didn't clarify the slug party invite and didn't say it wasn't just friends which is a valid point he's making there he does know he's in the wrong but it is a valid point he's making kind of like I feel like it was implied I'm more on the side of like they then didn't agree to it I think it was clear what it was but it was then they didn't actually like she said I was gonna ask you she didn't ask him yeah but I think it was clear what it was. And like, yeah, he's like, oh, I never promised her everything. Like, I yeah, know, I, I was going to go with her. Uh, I don't know when they're that close friends and been friends for that long. It could have been just friends. Like, it was pretty obvious because she's like, if you would rather I got off with McLagan. Yeah. But like, anyway. Yeah. Hermione um, is... I would, ju- just to say, I would describe the sensation of swallowing unicum yeah as like acid reflux in reverse yeah no yeah hermione's pretending she doesn't care but she won't go in the common room when ron's in there so that's not a very good pretending scheme yeah. hermione also hermione like won't go in the common room when ron's there is clearly very upset about this shares a dormitory with lavender now this must be fucking traumatizing yeah. because there is no way lavender is not up there telling parvati exactly what is happening between her and Ron. Everything he said, not that he's saying much, where he touches, all of that. She is having to hear all of that. I fully bet she was like telling Harry off for using like the muffly Arto spell for ages and is having to use it on herself every night. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't imagine how horrible this must be for her. Yeah. Did you ever have this in school? Like a friend getting with someone you liked? Yes. No, it was fine. It was like very short term, like not the long slow burn that Ron and Hermione have been. 
all of us most of us stayed in school for sixth form and new people joined and it was like whoa new boy is exciting because you know you were sick to death of the boys you'd spent the last five years with boring so this one guy was just like so nice to me and lucy just like came into the friendship group was really really nice like look like from my perspective at the time was kind of flirty with both of us it was probably just like friendly back in the day i don't even remember and then like after like a month of this and i think we both knew we fancied him and had actually talked about it but it wasn't like oh we really like him it was like oh he's like really cute like it'd be interesting though it goes he came to me and was like so i really like lucy can you help me with that and i was like yes i can yes (laughs) that's fine and i did and they got together and then he cheated on her (gasps) and i he the school thought I had gone insane because I, like, terrified him so much. He was like, yeah, Hannah Twig is, like, fucking scary, but I deserve it. Like, you she, are scary. Yeah. Um, I sent him a message that um, I think haunts him to this day. <laughs> I also um, kicked the shit out of him at a Halloween party physically. Good. Um, he deserved all of this. Yeah. I like that people think you're the nice one and I'm like, you don't understand. Hannah's horrible. <laughs> she will kill you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she will tear you down. <laughs> yeah. I luckily never had it where they actually got together because she was, in hindsight, a lesbian. This does not mean... She she actually is a lesbian. I had, like, a crush or, like, I don't know. I think it was one of those things. I was, like, 13, 14. Like, you know when you think you like someone in hindsight, you're like, I was bored. Yeah. I had, like, a crush on this boy and we were like friends and then like one day i remember we were in the library and i thought we were having that coded conversation like oh who do you like and being really coy about telling each other that you like each other and i was fully convinced i was like oh my god he likes me he likes me he won't say who he likes so he likes me and then he finally was like okay i'll tell you and i was like and he's like i like bonnie i was like oh Oh, it's okay. when you can feel your tiny young heart breaking yeah. and it hurts so bad when you were that young yeah pretty rough yep r.i.p bad times being yeah. that young oh hermione but yeah luckily i didn't go to a boarding school where i had to like neither of us did well we had to hear about that stuff exactly afterwards lucky i could go home and watch shrek or something i don't know <laughs> harry potter you know that that classic heartbreak film shrek <laughs> did you put it on when i was really upset that or harry potter yeah harry is staying silent with both of them because he doesn't want to get involved which is mature kind of feels like when your parents are fighting and you refuse to get involved um but also it means he's actually getting work done which is great to see like twice in this chapter he does some homework because he's refusing to talk like well done harry so he's in the library with hermione and they're kind of having this like whispered conversation turns out 12 girls are trying to drug harry I And then this just gets progressively worse. I like I know that you know they're banned and they they're just sneaking them in and whatever but it's it feels like that's not enough like you know one Hermione's prefect. Yeah, and she's like, I couldn't do anything. They were just talking about it. I was like, yes you could. Yeah. You could tell them they can't do that. Or like <laughs> better tell a teacher i mean i think i said a few episodes ago about something else i can't remember like there should have been an assembly about this there should be an assembly about this hermione should have gone to her teacher 
told the girls involved, told them the girls that were involved, the teachers should have stepped in. There then should be a school-wide assembly about consent and yep. about love potions. Like, I, I can't. There's Hogwarts, so, man. There's so many layers to this, so I'll, I'll go through them as I wrote them down. So, like, because it was getting worse with each sentence that was said. So, like, okay, first of all, Harry's like. Uh, well, you should have told them off on Hermione's like no they were just talking about it okay that's not enough but fair enough then Harry's like wait how are they getting them in they're banned Fred and George are disguising the love potions as perfumes and medicine A why is there not a screening process for something put in a different bottle Hermione's like it's looking out for dark curses I'm like well can it sense poisons in a different bottle because there's kind of Voldemort here at the moment B yeah. um Friend George, yeah. Why are you supplying underage children with love potions in school? Like they're writing their address as blah 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 Ravenclaw dormitory, Hogwarts. Also, why are they supplying it to anyone? Well, anyone, but like they re- they're, they're selling a- roofies. Yeah, but there's an anyone, and then there's the even worse thing of supplying them to literal children. Yeah. Then Hermione says the line, oh, Filter knows them because love potions aren't dangerous. Yes, they are! Not only that, we have been through the chapter <laughs> and we know that Harry told Hermione about the whole Marope Voldemort thing. Uh-huh. So, like, we, what is happening? Like, we've been through that. And also the book is playing this for laughs. It's wild to me that the book... What would have made more sense to me, okay, is if this all this love potion jokey stuff was in, like, book five or something, mm-hmm. and then... And it's played for laughs. And then you find out in book six, oh, my God, they were used in this terrible way with Merope and Voldemort. And, like, wow, they are bad. And it would have been a nice arc between books. Like, oh, yeah. it's played for laughs. You know, you kind of know it's a bit bad. Oh, God, that's, like, a horrible consequence of them. But it's really bizarre in a book to switch between, mm. hey, do you remember when they were used in this really, really bad way? Also, it's hilarious, two chapters later. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's really weird. Yeah, like, it's one of the, like, many times for J.K. Rowling's writing where things just go unexamined. And I will say, I don't know, I've not read this book in detail, like, for a while, you know. I've had it on I as an audio I thought you were going to finish on that. Like, I have not read this book in detail. <laughs> in a while you know i stick the audio book on and i don't pay attention so maybe we will then later get to the bit obviously where ron accidentally gets you know maybe we'll be like uh but like i still feel like despite yeah the negative effect it has on ron it's not really actually examined in the text like it's not that ron has any like ptsd after it's not that you know any one of the character thinks to themselves Hmm, that was bad. Yeah, it's it's again kind of a bit of a comedy moment as far as I remember anyway. So yeah, it's it's like JK Rowling wrote in rape potions and was just like, ha! Funny. But and also, like, you're a grown woman two chapters before, but funny now. Yeah, but I'm like, you're a grown woman. And like I understand that like we're a lot more like aware and PC and educated now. Yeah. But like I just don't understand how you can ever not see the correlation. What makes no sense to me, she could see the correlation because it's written 
in mm. the Morope Voldemort chapter. It's not... The thing is, if it was just on its own as a jokey thing, I think we could sit here and be like, do you know what? It's really disappointing she didn't see the correlation, but it was being played for comedy effect in the book. These books are nearly yeah. 30 years old. It's a real shame. Here's why. But it's the fact she knew they were bad when she wrote it in with Voldemort and Morope and is still doing this that is yeah. absolutely wild to yeah. me. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like it would be examined more in the text. Kind of, I guess if the genders were reversed. Like, I know that it's the same way around for the whole Merope, Merope, whatever thing. Um, But even then, it's like, it's examined, I guess, through the lens of this was bad for Voldemort, not this was bad bad. for Tom. Yeah. But, you know, if, if this was male students trying to give the potions to the women, that would, I'm sure, JK would have examined that a lot more. Yeah. And, you know... Obviously, I'm putting words in her mouth here, but I think that as a society, that's like a very, you know, flawed habit that a lot, a lot of people have. Yeah. You know, of thinking about it that way. But yeah, it's it's just really gross. Like, if you reverse this, but it feels like it's just played for laugh because it's like, oh, haha, these like, you know, desperate flirty girls. And it's like, no, that's not that's not consent like men still consent is important for men to have yeah Harry even makes light of it Hermione's like they're not dangerous and he's like you haven't seen Romilda Vane I'm like no no that's not funny because if Hermione said that about a male student trying to do it to Mm. her we would call the police so like yeah and it's also like weirdly like implying as if if she was fit it'd be okay oh yeah like which no no big no anyway it's all okay because harry is having sex dreams about Ginny now (laughs) fully in the text it says that like i was like okay i knew this book like hinted at some things but jesus christ it says something along the lines of the dreams he was having about Ginny. he was very glad that ron had never mastered the skills of occlumency excellent sex dreams love it it's fine harry's a you know healthy 16 year old boy but also ew (laughs) it's harry (laughs) no (sighs) oh bless his little heart madam pince is in love with filch oh i love it yeah iconic i ship it (laughs) yeah i i I love we don't get enough of like harry and hermione actually being good friends when that little paragraph of them walking back and harry's like he was so glad they could now raise their voices and they strolled along the corridor bickering about whether pince was in love with filch i was like they're they're having friends and they're having like a girly little like tea gossip session i love love it it. i love this for the bicon harry i love this like for hermione like their friendship for like we're finally seeing it being about anything other than Hermione, you know, doing solving their homework things, yeah. and solving their problems. Yeah, I like, love it. Yeah, I, I really love it. I wish that we got more of this. And, like, I get why we don't, because, you know, plot. there's a plot. has got a plot. <laughs> but, yeah, I like it. I really... I, I love Harry and Hermione's friendship when we do actually see it so much and I just wish that we saw it more and I wish he was a better friend to her. Yeah, and I love moments where we see, where we're allowed to see Hermione like joke about things and be a bit more silly because so often she is used as like solving things that we don't yeah. get to see these more fun moments from her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. That one paragraph made me so happy. 
and then it's the next day. They're in Transfiguration trying to transfigure the colour of their eyebrows or some shit. Like, I don't know. It's very useful for the real world. I'm sure. No, I know what it is. It's like steps to transfiguring your whole face, which Hermione ends up being able to do like so perfectly in the next book Mm because it's Hermione. Ron makes fun of Hermione because... uh, he makes one of he does an impression of her putting putting her hand up and she storms out the room crying which is obviously really horrible but a really good parallel to book one where he says she's a nightmare honestly and she storms past him to the bathroom and it's like i don't know i was like oh it's horrible but i love that little parallel i just i'm sorry i just Ron's redeeming qualities where well, I don't, I don't know. Why do you so... ship this? I don't like, know. He's tell you in the next book. He's awful. Yes. Like he's just a nasty little spoilt bully. Yeah. I'll tell you later in this book or in the next book. Right now, I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing. I was going to say, are you like actually strategically keeping it, or no, you just have nothing. <laughs> The, the one thing I will say is I like the, how flawed Ron and Hermione are as people. Like, I think so many fantasy books fall into the trap of characters just being far, far, far too likeable and it makes them boring or whatever. But I, 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 got, I got nothing for you at this point. Ron is at his absolute lowest. Lowest than when he walks out in book seven because that is understandable in many ways it's and it's a fantastic part of his character arc this is just him being a shithead i do agree about flawed characters absolutely like there's nothing worse than ridiculously perfect characters but redeeming qualities funny i guess kind of no he's ginger that he's very loyal apart from right now and book seven and you know all those times he gets upset with harry like in goblet of fire yeah but he'll still defend it i don't know okay (laughs) but i do ship it and i will until the day i die okay (sighs) they've got to get through this rough patch to get to the other rough patches (laughs) yeah to get to the moment they get together on the last day of the last book when they think they're gonna die yeah it's good times it's good for me in my heart because she's like wow he doesn't want the house elves to die he's a great man he He finally deep down deep 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 we've had so many instances saying how wonderful he is have we when no we have no yes we have <laughs> i would never defend ron i'm aware i have literally the past couple of i'm episodes. going to edit a cop no i'm not i cannot be bothered can you imagine me going to the effort of going through 103 previous episodes to find moments of you defending ron i'm not gonna do that i can't he's... believe you're not that dedicated to this podcast hannah i know yeah he's truly at his lowest it's it, it is pretty indefensible i think it adds really well to the whole will they won't they storyline which can be done badly in a lot of things and i think is done well in harry potter this thing of oh you you know they are they do have to end up together but it's this wrong timing will they won't they it's gone wrong again la 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 but like yeah he's just a bully and a dickhead to her at this point yeah and i've got nothing he's vile yeah should we try the plinker because that way hopefully 
we can okay. the, get through the rest of the chapter before the poison kicks in. What poison? Oh, the poison of the palinka. Yeah. Palinka. That was shit. You do better. I had no idea what was happening. No, it it was it was more the way that you like got in front of me and kind of just put the bottle in my face, and I was like, "She's finally cracked up." Can I sniff? It smells like chlorine. What have we done? This is the oh. most unwise decision we've ever made. I'm really sorry. This smells disgusting. Oh, oh going off the spout. I do not want to drink this. I'm sorry. I will, but I don't want to. What's the Hungarian word for cheers? Oh, it's going to be like... Sorry, hungry. <laughs> Was I right? Egeseguerere. E, G, E with an accent, S, Z, S, E with an accent, G, E with an accent, R, E. It must take them half an hour to say hello to each other. Egeseguerere. <laughs> Oh! Oh! No! Oh, it keeps coming! Oh my god, no. It's fruity! Yeah, it's fruit. Brandy? No, I know, but like, it's. You can taste the fruit. Oh! We don't know how strong this is! Can so I'm begging you, someone give us a nice drink. Someone give us a nice drink, please. I take you it back. Are... I take it I take it back. All we've drunk lately is horrendous shit. Not only not just Patreon shit, like it's been our own faults as well, the Unicum and stuff. Someone give us a cocktail, give us a passion fruit martini, please, please. I can't do this anymore. The thing is, these Europeans, they just keep making bad spirits. And like I love Europe, I'd like to come back to the EU, but not not for this. Mm. So I'm, I'm gonna I've I've just tagged Dorker and said fuck you. Fuck you. I don't know. If, do you think the ice is making it worse? That's not possible. Ice can only make things better, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, now I'm burping. Do you know what else we haven't talked about as an update? Mm? In between the last episode we released and this one, Taylor Swift dropped a new album. <gasps> we can't talk about it for ages. What's your favourite song off the album? You can include the 3am tracks. Can I do two? Yes. Can you do two? <laughs> I love how you asked that then still couldn't answer. Can I do three? Yes. Anti-hero karma would have, could have, should have. Nice. How about you? At the moment, you're on your own, kid. Mastermind would have, could have, should have. I don't like Mastermind. It's not awful. It's don't not as bad as Snow on the Beach. You don't um, like Mastermind. We've had this conversation. Yeah, I know you don't love like the the lyrics that much, but the song, is, the woof it does at it's, the beginning. Woof, what if I told you? It's all right. Like, it's middle of the pack for me. Fair enough. Um, You're On Your Own Kid is like one of those Taylor Swift songs. Like the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, it's all right like I'm, yeah it's all right and now the more i've listened to it it's like rocketing up the list um like every time i listen to it i like it more and more yeah. i imagine this is what tasting 30 year old apple juice tastes like oh i actually need to just retch that out i don't think i can drink that my second sip wasn't as bad somehow Mine i was so much worse get it down really quickly and it just kind of tastes like awful sour <laughs> alcoholic apple juice i don't know if i can drink that 
That's fine if you can't. Oh, I don't like to tap out. I can't believe you're disrespecting Dorka's granddad like this. How could you do this to Dorka's granddad? I'll try a bit more in a bit. This is the thing about all these, like, European spirits and liquors and brandies and stuff that all i'm sorry europe tastes like ass do the locals actually like this do they like unicum do they they like they they did they did they did in hungary what is it about their taste buds that are they different i don't understand i don't know i'm aware i'm sounding very brexit right now (laughs) these fucking europeans with their weird alcohol i just don't know this I can maybe see how people could like because it's fruity. I would drink the unicum rather. I'm having a real problem with this. I can barely taste the fruit. I can taste the fruit quite a lot. Oh, God. I'm going to try again. Okay, I'm going to do a smaller... Because first one was awful, second one wasn't that bad. I'm going to do a smaller, quicker sip. Ooh. It is... It tastes like chlorine mixed with apple juice. Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. I hate this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, please, guys. I love how passion we, fruit martini. I love how we started this. Like, it's a great idea because we can drink and talk about yeah. Harry Potter. And for the last ten episodes, I've been drinking utter wank, and it's my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hermione runs off crying. Nice parallel to book one. Um, when Harry finally finds her in a bathroom, the floor below, she's being comforted by Luna. <sighs> And Hermione never even liked Luna and Luna's being so nice to her. Luna supremacy, honestly. Like, I love Luna. I don't have the words. There's then this really weird bit, okay, where (laughs) Harry's like, Hermione turned his face from him, possibly to hide the fact she was wiping her eyes on her pencil case. Charlie, Mm -hmm. do wizards have pencils? Nope. No, they have quills. Yeah. What's the pencil case for? Tampons. <laughs> also, pencil case is definitely a muggle word, a muggle thing. It feels so out of place here. It, they're yeah, not carrying around pencil cases. They're no, not. But... They're just not. What have they got in them? Well, Harry would know what a pencil case is. Well, yeah. Maybe Hermione but has a muggle one. I Yeah, I like to think that, like, her parents bought her it, like, really excited <sighs> for, like, a new school year, not realising. And, and she it's, doesn't like, have the heart to tell them in six years that she doesn't use a pencil case. And it's case. one of those, like, really, like, 90s, like, fluffy ones as well. So she probably does just keep, like, tampons and stuff in there. Right? Well, I mean, the thing is, you can't keep a quill in one because they're much longer than a pencil case. Wizards don't use pens pencils rubbers i've realized to americans i've just said the word condoms erasers <laughs> you wouldn't need a pencil sharpener we've never seen an instance of them using a ruler or a protractor would they not need like a protractor for some of the like star shit what's that called maybe maybe Astrology they would maybe they would whatever. need a protractor for astronomy yeah I just it just made me laugh because it just felt so out of place. But Hermione is Muggleborn, and yeah, I do like that. That every school year her parents buy her a new one because that's a really big Muggle tradition, and she's just like, yeah. can't tell them, can't tell them. They pop down to the works, yeah, and pick pick her out a lovely new pencil case each year. I loved picking my new pencil case at the beginning oh. of the school year. Highlight of the end of summer. It was, but then it was also like really stressful. Oh, so stressful. When you'd like get one and you'd really like it, and you'd turn up and like all the other girls 
would have like a certain like they'd clearly be like a cool girl trendy and pencil you, case yeah and you weren't told and about it and i'd pick it. like the last year one and then i felt like a right child because yeah. i still had a like fluffy one and they all had like and fluffy ones weren't in this yeah year. so then you feel like an absolute child yeah and then you're like but I've, I've got committed. to keep it now like my like, mum spent the money on my new treat pencil case yeah i am um, <sighs> the dream one i don't think i ever had it you know the ones that were like a kind of like a tin but had all the buttons so you'd press a button and a little like pencil sharpener would like pop out the side or like a different button would make what a ruler shoot are out are you talking about have you not seen me no oh and i remember one of my schools at the beginning of it made me have a fountain pen Oh, I fucking loved a fountain pen. Apart from when they exploded or the ink cartridges exploded in your pencil case and ruined your pencil case. I had a fountain pen and I bought pink ink for it. You are so cool. I have never seen this before. And now I want one. <laughs> yeah, unironically, really cool. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's apple chlorine. I hate it. So Hermione runs off and Harry is like... So, Luna, how's your term been? Have you not spoken to her for the whole term? He's such a dick. Such a terrible friend. She literally said to you, I'll miss the DA. It was like having friends. Then he's like, we well, are your friends. I'm not speaking to you for three months. <laughs> yeah, see you in six you- months, sucker. How's your term been? But then he makes up for all of that. She is just monologuing about her term and he interrupts and goes, do you want to come to Stockholm's party with me? Ah! A rare rare good harry moment rare good harry moment it's so good it made my cold dead heart melt completely i love love luna and like i love that she's just like you know she's not remotely bothered about it being as friends she's just so happy that it is as friends and oh she's just the most wholesome lovely i love her and i love that harry surprises himself by asking mm. and doesn't have time to like second guess himself or think about it like she's literally monologuing he asks it and then his brain is like why did i do that yeah oh, i've done it now <laughs> yeah like it's his like really slow path to becoming a better person yeah i just love it yeah oh god but and <sighs> And at first, I wanted to be like, oh, it's a bit shitty that he has to be like, oh, you know, as friends. But then I'm like, no, it's not because he means it as friends and it, it's good that he's Making like, his clarifying yeah, like, you so know. that she doesn't get the wrong idea. Not that I think that she would. No, I don't think she would, but I actually quite like him making his intentions clear. So, you know, where you're standing, they're going to have a good evening together yeah. as friends because yeah. they're not going to have any awkwardness. He... I like that he's making himself clear and honest. I think that's that's good, especially with someone like Luna, who, like, in many ways, as we've talked about, can be coded as, like, autistic and things like that. Like, she she comes across the kind of person who is very perceptive in some ways, but in other ways, like, you, you do have to have that level of explaining to or just, like, subtext is sometimes yeah. not something she always picks up on. So I think it's really, like... He's doing it for himself, selfishly. He's like, don't want to date you. But also, I think it's good. Yeah. I also think it's quite a nice, like, fuck you to all those girls that were trying to drug him. yeah. That he then, like, is asking someone, like, air quotes, like, undesirable. Yeah. You know? It's so good. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Harry slowly, and, you know, he keeps going up and down, but slowly becoming a better person. Yeah. Ron becomes an even worse person by saying you could have had anyone and you chose her. Ron. 
Ron! Luna is out of your league. Ron, get out, get out. So far out of his league. And then Ginny's like, I'm so glad you asked her. She's really excited. Oh, it just melts my heart. Hermione then has her best moment in any book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Harry, Ron, Lavender, Parvati are sitting together and he's talking to Parvati and Parvati stops mid-sentence because she's like, oh, Hermione, and smiles really widely and Harry's like, oh, girls are so weird. Like, she's smiling because she feels guilty because she laughed. And then he looks up and Hermione is grinning even wider back and Harry's like, girls are really weird. (laughs) And then they begin to have this conversation that is so forced and fake where Hermione's like, I've invited Cormac to Slughorn's party. Oh, yes. Haven't you heard? (laughs) We're dating. I like really good Quidditch players. (laughs) And Harry's like, this is so un-Hermione-ish. Girls will stoop so low for revenge. And I'm like, yes! Icon! Queen! She is the moment. Like, yep. You know who would do this? Who? You? No. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Taylor Swift. Yes! This is a Taylor Swift move. This is fully this we need this edit to mastermind yes or look what you made me do yeah so good from hermione and it fully works ron is like pulls up from the kiss and is like wildly confused and upset by the whole thing well done hermione like huge round of applause absolute queenship this took balls. You hate Cormac with a burning passion. Yeah. Side note, my mum is just texting me a screenshot of an article from a website called Daily Pause. And the article is, Do cats get cold? How to keep your cat warm this winter? Bear in mind, she just got a new kitten and the kitten isn't allowed to sleep in bed with her yet because the other two cats will try and murder it. So she's been sending her to bed every night like in the room that she's like locked in with a hot water bottle. <laughs> Uh, Luna looks quite nice quite nice that is the thing like Ivana Lynch is so gorgeous <laughs> that like you then just you read this and you're like no mate it's Ivana Lynch yeah he's also like apart from the spangled silver robes she looked quite normal I was like spangled silver sounds lovely very festive what the fuck is wrong with you Harry yeah. you wear the same t-shirt every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah at party, Harry is really bad at networking, which is just typical Harry shit. And then we get another bad bit of this chapter where Hermione says she's just escaped from Cormac mm. under the mistletoe and she looks dishevelled. And Harry's like, lol, you shouldn't have brought him. You can't see how far my head is retreating into my neck in disgust. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just like, oh, Harry's becoming a nicer person. And then, Straight back yeah. to the bottom, well done. Well, if you, if you didn't want that guy to sexually assault you, you should have uh, just not invited him. Yeah, I know you wanted revenge, but because you're a scheming bitch, you have been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And that's on you. For anyone that can't pick up on the sarcasm, <laughs> by the way, yeah, that d- was sarcasm. We don't need to go into why this is bad. It's bad! It's bad, and what's bad about it is, what's really bad about it is, it is not phrased as... It's not written in the text as Harry being in the wrong here, which means J.K. Rowling believes that Harry is right because Harry is the narrator. (laughs) Are we surprised? No! 
that Hermione, slut. slutty Hermione got what was coming to her. Slut. She's also a slut because she debated bringing Zachariah Smith. But what I have got to say about this is I love the absolute confidence of this girl that she's like, I was picking between Zachariah Smith and Cormac McLaggen. I mean, yeah. As in like, either of them would have said, yes, I just had to pick. Yes, well, girl. The thing is, we know that Cormac's like expressed interest right or is that just the films that's what i'm trying to remember i think that's just the films i swear it happens in the books but anyway anyway regardless i like to think that like zachariah smith has also <laughs> repeatedly asked hermione out and hermione just hasn't mentioned it and harry hasn't noticed <laughs> yeah like <laughs> there's okay there's two things one it's so normal to her to have men falling over her asking her out that she's just not mentioned it because it's just another day being hermione the other one is that she not only has mentioned it but actually it's happened several times right in front of harry and he's just oblivious he just hasn't noticed it's the second one it's the second one <laughs> Oh, I love Hermione in this moment. Don't love what's happened to her. Love, love Hermione. Um, yeah. No, she's a queen. Um, I also like that she specifically calls out that Cormac has not asked her a single question. Oh, yeah. And I, I love this because it's so real. It's so real. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I've before kind of, for my own amusement, done experiments where I'll get like 24 hours into like talking to a man off a dating app, like texting him and I'll be like, He's not asked me a single single question, question, including what I do for a living, which is like the most basic, like, opener question on dating apps. And then I'm like, obviously I'm not interested, but how long can I keep this going? Before he asks the question. Yeah, and I'm genuinely like, I think I've gotten to a week before, before giving up. And like, just not a single question. Like, and you know, I've been on like first dates as well. Not a single question. And I just like, honest to God, like, I wish that I had more single guy friends because I just feel like I'd be really good at giving them dating advice. Like, like ask questions. The bar is on the fucking the floor. The bar is so like, low. Like, genuinely, like, whenever a guy actually, like, attentively asks me questions, and not only asks me a question, but then I answer and he asks a follow-up question panties, floor. If you're a man listening to this, the way to woo a girl, tragically, Ask her questions about herself. Listen. Actively look like you're listening and ask a follow-up question. And then if you really want to go for the, like, the cherry on top, a week later, ask another follow-up question. How's your grandma? Because, you you know, you mentioned that she's not well. Just do that and she will be on her knees. It's not hard. I hate this. I hate that the bar is that low Don't on the ground. It, yeah. If anyone else wants uh, dating advice from Charlie... <laughs> That's in our new series. Yeah. Called Dating new Advice. New Patreon series. <laughs> dating Advice like with Charlie. Like us giving bad life advice. It's just Dating bad, advice with Charlie. Date, um, uh, sadly good dating advice. Yeah, I like that I'm like chronically single. I got cheated on in my last relationship and I'm like, I will solve your romantic <laughs> issues. I have not been on a date in a year i will solve your <laughs> i am an expert i am i would like to say i've not been on a date in a year out of choice um <laughs> not every guy i, I can her. get dates i have sure. been asked out i say sure. no that's what they all say mm-hmm. yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, stop it. Mm. I don't like it. Neither. Oh, it made my stomach go funny. So it's like apple sour's evil cousin. I don't know where you're getting so much apple from it. It just tastes like death to me. So Harry's now talking to Slughorn and Trelawney. I don't know why I said it like Trelawney. <laughs> you sounded then like, oh God, when like, was it cassette tapes that used to like <laughs> skip like that? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, CDs used to do it too. Oh, we're oh no, yeah, CDs. Oh, yeah. They used to like skip. <laughs> God, am I that old that I was like cassette oh, tapes over cassette CDs? Tapes. So, kids, we used to have these things called cassette, cassette tapes. tapes. Uh, it's horrifying. And the worst part about it is that I remember a few years ago having a conversation with Neil where I was like, Neil, you realise that cassette tapes and oh, little yeah. Walkman Walkmans that you carry are going to come back. And us being like, oh, you're right. But like, you know, I remember. Ha- and now they're sold in Urban Outfitters and I see the TikTok girlies with their little Walkman. Thing is, I absolutely want one, but not for like... Not for like the hipster reason, right. but for the amount of nostalgia it would give me because I used to, to listen clip. to all my audio books yep, on same. my little like Walkman that, that I would have. clip onto my little trousers. And I'd have it in the back of the car yep. and I'd listen to my like audio books on my Walkman. I want it for that like warm, fuzzy nostalgia. But now I would just look like a dickhead 12 year old that wasn't even alive when we used Walkman. Sorry, I'm really... You're really you, showing your age right now. We really can, are leading to that into that Harry Potter millennial adults. <laughs> yes, you can tell that I'm almost 28. So yeah, Slughorn says Harry is so great at potions, like, and then he pulls Snape out from like nowhere. He's like a magician, like, and here's Snape, <laughs> and he's like, um, Harry's better at potions than Snape was when I taught you, which is another great yep. little hint about Snape being the Hufflepuff prince. It, the, actually, do you know what? The hints in this book that Snape is the Hufflepuff prince are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Really well done when you go back and look yeah. at it. And I also feel like J.K. Rowling like, wrote all these little remarks in, like just chuckling to herself. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> such a good job. <laughs> Luna says the auras are bringing down the ministry with gum disease. <laughs> <laughs> Luna should come to all parties. Yes. Luna should have a podcast. Luna should have a podcast. Like, oh my God, no. If the Quibbler was today, the Quibbler would 100% be a podcast. Uh, yeah, I literally was about to say this. Like, yep. big podcast energy. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but uh, what's his name? Xenophilius Lovegood, the only white man that should have a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Draco is caught in an upstairs corridor and dragged down into the party where he claims he was trying to gate crash. And Harry looks at him up close as what he describes for the first time in months. Mm. We don't believe that. I don't believe that. You have been staring at that boy so hard every second across the potions lesson, just staring at him. Yeah. And you must share other lessons with him. So I just don't believe that's true. But Draco looks gaunt. There's circles under his eyes. He looks ill and really tired. Same. And when he says he's allowed to stay at this party, there's this weird half second where Malfoy looks furious and Snape looks a bit scared. And then the expressions go. And before Harry can work it out, Snape's like, I need a word with Malfoy. And he's dragged off. 
And Harry just like has the invisibility cloak on him, which as Dumbledore already told him to start carrying it around all the time. Is that why he has it on him? I guess maybe. I can't remember if that's happened yet. It must have done. Maybe. If not, why is he bringing an invisibility cloak to a party? Maybe he hasn't done his laundry in a while and he's ran out of underwear. So he actually was using it like a like DIY nappy. <laughs> he just like cut a little hole and like out the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it might, would just your crotch disappear? <laughs> oh dear. I'm I sorry. would love more scenes in the books of Harry and Ron just like playing with the invisibility cloak in the door. It's just like stupid shit, like one of them wrapping it around the other's head yeah. to like make a joke that like they're headless in bed or something. So the other one wakes up and they're just seeing like <laughs> a headless body in the bed. Or oh, I'm sorry, but they absolutely draped it over their dick and balls at some point. Oh, you cannot listen. convince me they otherwise. Did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Like, just yeah. boys mean boys. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine when James had it, when the Marauders had it in their dormitory. Uh, I mean, you just know that Sirius would like borrow it to give Lupin handies. Yeah, like hundred percent. And yeah. James would be like, "It doesn't block sound, dickheads." Yeah, please <laughs> stop giving it back with these cum stains on it. So Harry follows them and is listening outside a classroom as Snape says to Malfoy that he needs to be careful. And then Snape tries to like read Draco's mind and Draco has been learning occlumency because Snape says, oh, Auntie Bella has been like teaching you something. Then Snape says, I swore to your mother I made the unbreakable vow. And Draco's like, oh, you'll just have to break it. There is no context to this conversation, but it's kind of a good thing. We're just mm-hmm. kind of being thrown into it with Harry. Draco's been given a job to do by him. So all of this is confirming all of Harry's suspicions. Like, Harry is right, finally. Which is annoying. It's very annoying in this book. Although we'll find out later that both Ron and Hermione make up excuses for why this whole conversation isn't correct, which makes me want to stab We've my eyes We've discussed it out. before, but it makes no sense. But the fact Gets, the fact that even at this point they're like no i'm like he literally overheard a conversation yeah. that explicitly said he's been given a job by voldemort essentially yeah like i what reason do they have like it would be more believable jk could have just make up a reason that they don't think it's true but they just have no reason they just don't believe it for plot's sake plot reasons snape questions where he himself would be if he hadn't acted all these years which is great it's it's just it's fully like snape's bad snape's finally bad we finally have it confirmed yeah it's like um and then draco accuses snape of trying to steal his glory and storms off such a childish oh you're trying to get the credit like yeah it's kind of weird that he won't is it that he won't accept snape's help because he actually doesn't want it to happen and he doesn't want to do it because I don't believe it is the childishness of you're trying to steal my glory. I don't think it is that. Is it that he actually doesn't want it done? Because that's what kind of comes out at the end of the books. Like the attempts were so feeble, you weren't really trying. Yeah, I, I feel like it's that. Like we never, like Draco's redemption art gets butchered. Mm. But I do feel like it's that because she was trying to push towards this whole redemption arc and nature versus nurture kind of thing yeah um because yeah he truly doesn't want 
Dumbledore dead and is being forced into doing this. Yeah. And is that why he doesn't want Snape to help? Not, I, not that I think he knows that consciously. I think that's a subconscious thing and it's like his conscious brain yeah. being like, oh, because he'll steal the glory. I don't think he's come to that realisation yet. Yeah. And it won't for a while. Yeah. And that is the end of the chapter. I liked that chapter. I liked it that chapter. Had questionable themes things not being examined by jk that should but i feel like it had a very good mix of like some really wholesome friendship moments as well as like moving the plot on some good just like world building some good christmas shit good christmas shit love christmas shit love a good christmasy shit yep we have a question to finish off the episode well if y'all 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 written out could have a magical creature as a pet companion Ooh. what would you choose a la pokemon fantastic beast sort of line not so much owl toad cat etc dragon that's from thomas by the way Chogdor! sorry you don't get that reference no but other people will uh no I mean, not a dragon that would no be impractical cat. so can i have whatever crookshanks is half can i have a neasel i think that's a cop out but i want one i want one too but you know that's a given Say you can have two. One of them's going to be that, but you have to say the other one. I, I do mean, really like the pygmy puff that Ginny has because it can sit on your shoulder the whole time and just like be on your person the yeah. whole time, and that's adorable. And nifflers are cute, and they'd be like a good money making like yeah scheme. But I'm trying to think like, is there anything better than that? I know I'm not I'm not big on all the animals. I'm not like a big Fantastic Beasts person. I don't know all the animals. Um, bow truckle wouldn't be useful. <laughs> gigantic squid <laughs> yeah just carry it around also like what's an animal are uh, centaurs an animal are uh, mermen animals i don't know but they're, they're, my they're, own part, mermen. they're part human <laughs> exactly um i'm trying to think of all the animals in the book i think a pygmy puff it would be so cute mm. A phoenix could be cool. Oh yeah, a phoenix would be pretty. That's a good one. Yeah, I, didn't think I think maybe a niffler though. I think I'm going. I'm going with niffler. Nice. Okay. Thank you, Thomas. That's a good. I good liked question. That. A very cute question. Yeah. I liked it. And that's the end of the episode. Woo! Um, we haven't finished the palinka because no. it's making me want to die. Yes. Thank you for that, Dorka. I don't know what what we're we gonna do with that. Got a uh, of give it, it away at your Christmas party. To the oh. to the loser of the Christmas party. No, you should actually do like shot roulette of all the worst stuff. Shot roulette of unicorn, palinka, corn wine, chartreuse, like anything that we still have from the podcast that is grim, moonshine. Oh my God. And like everyone upon entering has to like pick one. You should honestly do it. That'd I think be so too funny. many people coming back. I could do it towards the end of the night when it's emptied yeah. out a bit. Yeah. As much as we hated it, though, thank you, Dorka, for no, making it travel across the European continent into yeah. our hands. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to just say that Hungarians have a terrible taste in alcohol. And a really complicated language. We're really sorry for how offensive that probably was. Oh, yeah, was I like how every offensive. time we do like a different language intro, we're like, sorry, that was really offensive. And then we do it again. Yeah. And so far, we've only done countries that are mainly... We've only done European countries... God forbid if we start being really racist and trying to do like trying to do an Asian language at this some point. This is the thing. I think that we only can do like typically like white European countries yeah, we know, or we it can't. will like no, that is racist. Like we couldn't do like India or something. Like we would like the thing is it shouldn't be different, but it just 
it, it just, just is because we're privileged white people <laughs> so the only people we can take the piss out of is other white people <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> oh, oh this is good thanks this is guys. when someone messaged like do you know hungary is actually not a white country and we're like shit <laughs> fuck it <laughs> Hannah and Charlie from Goblin Divide cancelled yet again for again? the second time in 2022. Oh, <laughs> goodbye. goodbye. Viva la hungry. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Zach. Yolanda, Thomas, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, Phoenix, Patrick, Nick, Layla, Catherine, Ash, and Emily. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.